And now, Taking Care of Business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, episode 222. Our guest today is Bruce Beaumont. Bruce created Ascendwise, a company that helps small and mid-sized business owners better understand the numbers that steer and drive their business so they can become better leaders and more profitable. Good morning, Bruce. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Looking forward to this conversation. Hi, we're looking forward to a good deep dive here and we appreciate your involvement. In general, it's been quite a wild ride for businesses over the last two, shall we say, COVID years. And now we're seeing and experiencing some of the effects of inflation turning some businesses into the nonprofit status seemingly overnight. Bruce, what's your take on today's world as a business owner? So I'd agree with what you just said. We've seen huge growth just in the last two to three years. I think things are getting a little tighter, especially on the cash side, except for the travel industry. Everybody seems to be starting to hold on to their money a little bit tighter. And we definitely see those impacts across everybody that we work with. And I think when you're making a lot of money or your profits are strong, you can get away with maybe not paying quite as much attention as you probably should to the the number side, you know, the financial health of your business. Most business owners look at their cash in the bank and that's kind of how they run the company, right? Just based on the bank balance. And what we've seen is, and what we know is that's not a healthy way to do it. And when things start getting a little tighter, that doesn't always work out. It's amazing how in good times we're dealing at a what Shine and I would call a flight level of five zero or something. Very high. Things are looking strong. Everything's running. There's no problems because everybody's making their numbers. It's growing. Things are looking great. Now, in these times, it seems like we have to drop down to, you know, 500 feet and take a more microscopic focus on how is every component of our business doing. And you're involved with some very strategic elements within the business of analysis and support. Tell us a little more about your world. So we like to call ourselves chief profit officers. And really, our primary goal is to help people we work with improve their profit, um, improve profit, and improve their, we like to say, freedom of time. You know, most business owners go into business to <laughs> grow those two things, right? The profit, the bank account, and the time they have on their hands. And really, that's where we see our role is to help them achieve that and achieve whatever other goals they might have, right? We have a intense focus on monitoring the activities in the business and the strategies that impact the growth of revenue, profit, and cash flow. So under those three items, revenue, profit, and cash flow, what seems to be the dominant one that people are missing or has the best potential for improvement? Wow, the dominant one. Um, I answer this a couple of ways. I think the first problem is people don't understand the relationship between their profit and cash flow. For example, business makes $100,000 in profit last month, but their bank account drops by $10,000 or fifty, or it increases by $200,000, right? And unless you run the lemonade stand that you, know, you buy all your lemons and sugar and water in the morning and you sell it all that day, put the money in your bank account, that's kind of the, the perfect world where your profit aligns to the cash flow and the change in cash in your bank. Unless you run that business, your profit hardly ever aligns with your cash and the change in cash, which is what we mean by cash flow. So just not understanding that relationship between profit and cash is one of the biggest things we see. 
Um, you know, the other, I don't know that there's one. I think it's different for every business. And that's kind of the beauty of what we do and why we really enjoy it is because we really stress, sounds like a lot, but 15 numbers across those three areas to really understand and get a hold of because they all impact everything from marketing, sales, operations, you know, the delivery of your product or service to your customers, just quality. But we recommend tracking these numbers because that exposes the biggest levers to pull in the business to improve the revenue, profit, and cash. Bruce, let's talk about that a little bit. Tell us more about what led to you founding Ascendwise. What led to founding Ascendwise? So my background prior to Ascendwise, well, first I'll say I've always been doing something similar to this on the side because it's fun. I've just always done it. I've always been approached by small, medium-sized business owners, whether they're family, friends, friends of family. So I've always been involved in just providing some guidance to those business owners. But as far as my professional career, I worked at several founder-led SMBs, small, medium-sized businesses, under 50 million in revenue, some as little as a million. And I got to wear a lot of hats. I mean, I owned the finance function, typically the HR function, a little bit of sales operations as well, very closely involved with marketing and sales. So through those years, you know, generally acting as kind of the right-hand person to the owner, I saw the struggles and the challenges they went through. And I kind of mentioned this earlier, when things are going really well, people pay less attention. We see that a lot. I mean, I saw it in my professional career prior to Ascendwise. But when things got tight and maybe the business profitability is still doing well, it's just the profit is down because the business volume is down. I've been there and seen those struggles and I had helped go through several owner exits being acquired by bigger companies. And so went from being in a small business, growing, acquired, kind of did it all over again, back to a small business, growing, acquired. And I got to the point where that was no longer fun because where I really enjoy spending my time is working with the business owner to improve that business, help the business owner achieve what they want to achieve. You know, you're hopefully making a better place to work for the employees, you know, helping them provide a better service or product to their customers. So it's really being involved in a role that allows us to have an impact on that win-win-win relationship for everybody. So after going through the private equity-backed businesses, I realized that my kind of place in my lane was working directly with the small business owner. And how does that prior experience with private equity, with businesses of you know different sizes and volumes, how does that inform how you think about this now? You know, you mentioned 15 different drivers that you're looking at. Do you categorize them in some way or what's come up for you? So there's five each. There's five revenue drivers, five profit drivers, and five cash flow. And the reason we call them drivers is because this is what impacts change, right? If you look at your P&L, your income statement, the very first line is revenue, right? So what I would see a lot is, okay, we want to go from... 5 million to 9 million or 8 million, whatever it may be this year, right? So how do we go from five to eight? And everybody handles that differently. I mean, usually you start going out to the sales team if you have one and and assigning sales quotas, right? Okay, these six people, here's what their sales quotas are. So get us there. And with the small business owners we work with, that doesn't always work. They may not have a sales team. They may not be best at managing the sales team they do have if they have one. And the revenue drivers we track tell you what they are. And and we'll touch on this a little bit later. We can help the audience out. But it's leads, 
conversion rate, customer retention rate, your customer purchase frequency, meaning how many times they buy from you on average in a given year, and then your average transaction value. So those are the five revenue drivers. And rather than saying, okay, we want to go from 5 million to 8 million and just kind of hoping it happens and hoping that the planning happens at a micro level, whether that's with the sales team, right? Individuals on the sales team or the business owner just having to figure out, okay, how do I go from five to eight? Well, the revenue drivers are a formula to show how to go from five to eight million. You know, we need X number of leads at Y percent conversion, right? And so on. So it helps create a more defined, more clear path to get to the outcome they want. And then obviously that rolls down once you have your revenue figured out, roll down to profit, then into cash flow. So having been through these high growth companies, uh, saw it a lot, or even when we were looking to acquire other companies, sometimes there's not a great plan in place. They may know where they want to go, but there's not a great plan and how they're going to get there. And these drivers really solidify a clear plan for the business owners so they know how to execute. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think sometimes these goals can be competing, right? Even when they don't necessarily seem that way, right? So can you think of like how businesses think about what stage they're in or what their strategic goal is? So for instance, in some circumstances, you may be focused just on growth, like top line growth. But in other circumstances, you might be focused strictly on profitability, how do you help business owners prioritize those things? You know, because you can't always do both at the same time. Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the biggest challenges we see with small business owners, and this really applies to say that 1 million to 10, even 20 million in revenue. But one of the biggest challenges we see is the owner does not know where to focus their efforts or the team's efforts, right? Their management team. And when I say they don't know where to focus their efforts, they, usually there's no shortage of things to go do, right? There's plenty of tasks they can go work on. But the key is, where do you focus to make an impact, make a real difference to move your business from A, where you are, B, to where you want to go? So that's a huge challenge. And I'll say some of that is usually a side effect of maybe not having clear vision for what they want, what the business needs to do clear goals or understanding what's working and not working in their business. So with that said, we see so many people not knowing where to focus their time. This is where we recommend back to those 15 drivers, we recommend setting targets for them and keeping track of them on some sort of a scoreboard. And that's something we do for our customers. And what we do is we get together and say, okay, here are the two to three key objectives you need to focus on. So then that, that's what we recommend to do is you know, for anybody, you have to understand where you're trying to go. And then you need to be measuring where you're at along the way and understanding the impact of things that may be not working as well as they should. So you do know where to focus your time and prioritize. You know, So you hit your short-term goals that also are moving you towards your long-term goals. Bruce, I was curious as listening to you, visualizing this in real world actions on a specific application that you have. Do you have some customer that you can tell a little bit about how this actually formulated and how it turned out? Yes, I do. So I mentioned, I believe it was the fourth revenue driver, what we call customer purchase frequency. So again, this is the average number of times your customer purchases from you in a 
given year, right? It's kind of the number I geek out over a little bit because depending on the business, we work with a lot of companies that have some sort of recurring business model where maybe it's the customer should be buying every month, right? They're a B2B service provider of some sort of service and they really should be retaining their customers month over month. Or maybe it's uh, somebody who in an ideal situation, the customer sticks around for maybe eight to 10 months, right? And then it's normal that they go away after that because you know they've got what they need, right? So we see this number as a huge indicator of just how well the customer is being served by the business and how well the business is doing keeping customers around. So let's just say we start working with somebody and say, okay, that customer purchase frequency should be 10. Okay. And then there's a whole conversation around how we got to that number, but we say, okay, this should be 10. And the business owner agrees that's what it should be. It's really about monitoring the trend from there. So we say, okay, this number should be 10, but when we populate the scoreboard, it shows it's only at six. Well, we've seen that number expose some huge opportunities for growth just by keeping your customers around longer, right? And depending on what the business is, that can mean a lot of different things. But Back to the earlier question about where to prioritize and where to focus. We've also seen it where these business owners were focused on something entirely different. Oh, we need to improve our SEO. We need to generate some more leads. We need to increase our price. And maybe you do need to do all that. But you know, in these specific cases, we've seen where this number shows a huge issue in just their ability to retain customers, which when we see that, it's not necessarily always about the profit that you're not getting. To us, it's a big issue with the mission. If you need to keep a customer around for 10 months, let's say you're a doctor or a chiropractor or a therapist, right? If your treatment plan, so to speak, is 10 visits and people are leaving after six, that tells you that you're not doing right by your customers, right? There's something wrong and, and it may be something you're aware of or you're not, and, but there's something broken in the process And that business owner might be trying to figure out how to get more people on a newsletter or how to get more people to their website through SEO. When the biggest lever they have is diving into that purchase frequency and saying, well, how can we keep these people here and get them up from an average of six to 10? Because that's when we achieve our mission, right? And that's kind of what we help them do is dive into that. We're showing them where that number is. We like to say that we help tell the story behind the data so you know how to make better decisions. And that's a great example of how your data has all these stories in it that if you're not looking at the right numbers and don't know how to read it, you could be missing because we've seen just that one number alone kind of let people put some things that they thought were priorities off to the side and really get in and and fix some critical components in their business and see very significant revenue and profit growth just by understanding, okay, this is broken. Let's go figure out how to fix it. Bruce, what are good indications to a business owner that it may be time to seek some outside support in generating and growing their business? So I mentioned that one of those big challenges we see is owners don't know where to focus, right? And I'll tell you, there's a few other main challenges that we see at small businesses. And and I would say when you're in one of these, it's time and we can quickly hit on them. But just real quick, the other four are, and these are the common challenges we see, right? It, the first one is when a business is relying way too much on the owner or it just kind of falls apart without them. The second one is when the owner doesn't have clear vision or measurable goals. And the third one is when the owner feels like they're stuck in a kind of a chicken versus egg or catch 22 between profit and cash flow. And what I mean there is 
they're trying to grow or maybe pay themselves more because you know, we see it a lot where the owner's just not paying themselves. They're always last on the list, right? They're trying to grow or pay themselves more, but they can't grow without more profit and they can't get more profit without growth. And it, it takes cash to get that growth, right? So I need cash, but I can't get cash without profit and I can't get profit without cash. <laughs> so they're, they're just kind of stuck. And the last one is that they don't have a simple way to know what's working or not. They have a feeling or they know something's not working, but they don't have a simple way to understand what is working, what's not working in their business. So usually when we start working with somebody new, you know, we have a 20 minute conversation. Typically within that 20 minute conversation, we can place them in one or multiple of those main challenges that we see. Bruce, you've certainly given us a lot of different things to think about here. And I'm wondering, as a small business owner, where's the best place to start? I would say use the process we use with our customers. At a high level, there's five key steps to it. The first one is really just to understand your own vision. What is your personal vision? What are you trying to accomplish in your life? And sometimes that catches people off guard that we start there. But the second part of that is you need to understand that so you can inform your business what it needs to do. I've been places where there was not a clear vision cast from them to the business and that causes problems. So you've got to figure that out. And you know, now you know where you're going, right? You have a destination. And once you do that, kind of the second step is to understand what drives your revenue, profit, and cash flow. And that's back to those 15 numbers I talked about, the five revenue drivers, five profit and five cash flow drivers. You've got to understand those at, at minimum. And once you understand them, you can begin setting targets for those numbers. And once you set targets, then the fourth step is to begin keeping track of them on a monthly basis. And, and some of them even weekly, especially like a leads or conversion rate. We recommend keep track of those on a scoreboard each month. You need a simple way to know what works and what doesn't in your business. And that scoreboard to show you, here's where we set a target and here's where we are. You have to keep scores so you know how you're performing, right? And the last part is to have an action plan. Now that you know what is working and what's not working in the business, you have to do something about it. So we recommend have an action plan, whether it's just for yourself as a business owner, if you have a team, you bring your team in on that action plan and have key objectives, next steps, who owns it, when's it due by. Something to go make use of that data and say, okay, here's where we want to be with leads or gross profit or whatever it may be, right? And here's where we want to be. Here's where we are. What are we doing to get it back on target? And those five steps, just starting with that can be a huge difference maker. And it's a high level overview of the process we follow to, to help customers. Well, Bruce, we want to thank you so much for all of your time today. We certainly have learned a lot and we hope you come uh, speak with us again soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I hope the conversation helps somebody. Oh, I'm sure it will. And hey, is there anything else you'd like to leave with our listeners? Yes. If they go to getprofit.help, that's just getprofit.help, go to that website they can download a driver's worksheet. So it shows them each of those 15 key revenue, profit and cash flow drivers, tells them what they are, defines them, and then even puts it into three different tabs. So there's a revenue, profit and cash flow tab where they can understand how they all work together and they could plug in their own data and, and start using that. It's got a, an actuals column to plug in your data and a target column to kind of set targets to say, you know, maybe they're, they're trying to go from 2 million to 3 million in revenue this year. 
that will help them figure out how to do it and begin creating some clarity around how to go from point A to point B. Our guest today has been Bruce Bumon, creator of Ascendwise, a company that helps small and mid-sized business owners better understand the numbers that steer and drive their business so they can become better leaders and more profitable. You can learn more about Bruce as well as find links to his webpage and free driver calculator to better understand the numbers and how to improve revenue, profit, and cash. All on our website at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.